The Productive Woman, Episode 117. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan, and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about what it really means to be productive and about giving ourselves permission to simply take a break. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 117. But before we get started, I want to give a quick reminder about the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups, which are forming right now as I'm recording this for the next session that starts in January of 2017. If you're looking for encouragement, motivation, and accountability in achieving your goals and moving forward in a life that matters, consider joining us in the next session of the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups. Now, these are paid mastermind groups facilitated by me personally. They're very small groups of women who are committed to making a life that matters and to supporting and encouraging each other toward accomplishing their goals. The groups meet weekly via video conference and share goals, wins, struggles, and ideas for overcoming those obstacles that sometimes stand between us and the meaningfully productive lives that we want. As I said, new groups are forming right now to start right after the first of the year. Spaces are limited, though. I only accept five women into each group, and I would love to see if maybe you'd be a good fit for one of them. So if you're interested, visit the Work With Me page on the website. You'll find that at theproductivewoman.com mastermind. There you'll find more information about the groups and a link to a short online application. If you have questions, email me today at feedback at theproductivewoman.com for more information. And now let's get into uh, the, the topic for this episode. I actually had something else in mind planned for this episode, but there have been several conversations lately, uh, both in person and online, about life being full of work and personal obligations and and women, including me, I, I have to admit, having no time for, for ourselves or, or to have any fun. In a mastermind group that I'm in with uh, several other women, I, I see them accomplishing so much. They're launching products and services and posting on Instagram and YouTube and every kind of social media you can imagine and all doing so many things while raising young children. And I find myself at this stage of my life where my kids are grown and gone and and yet I feel like I'm not doing enough compared to them. So if I uh, take a night off from the things that I do, writing and podcasting and doing social media and planning, I feel like a slacker. And that's kind of what's been going through my mind when I've seen these other conversations. Uh, there was someone who posted on uh, the Productive Woman Facebook group what she was doing with her weekend and asked if it was um, you know, blasphemy to not be doing something productive was the way she worded it. And I that really caught my attention, and I wanted to talk about some of that. With the holidays coming up, there's even more stuff going on. You know, those of us who have, whether it's a day job or 
a, a business of our own or just raising families, the different things that we're doing, now add to that the sense that we should also have these you know, beautifully de- decorated homes for the holidays and delicious home-cooked holiday meals and perfect gifts for everybody on our list and, and then be sociable at all the various parties that are going on. It, it, it gets to be exhausting. And uh, like I said, the, these conversations have come up where I've more than once heard women say they felt guilty for taking time off. And since that really resonated with me, I thought, let's talk about this a little bit. So what are the symptoms of this problem that I've been noticing? It's really just people feeling guilty about taking a day off. This you know, Facebook post about um, the person who was enjoying a quiet day outside doing, you know, just kind of nothing. I mean, I don't think it was nothing, but that's kind of how it was characterized. And she said that she was being unproductive and asked, is that blasphemy to post this in the on a productive woman Facebook group? And what I keep coming back to, both with the things that have been going through my own mind and then things like that and the other conversations I have is, what what is this guilt that we're having for taking a day off? Why why are we feeling like we're not accomplishing enough or we're we're doing something wrong if we're not doing all the time? Why do we feel we have to apologize for taking a day off to have fun or, or just do nothing? You know, I think it's partly worries about what other people will think that when we say, hey, I'm just taking the day off to lay in the hammock and read a book or lie on the couch and watch some Netflix or, you know, whatever those things are that we do when we're taking a day off from the 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 productive, and I'm using air quotes because I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, but we think these things are unproductive and we have to apologize for being unproductive. And and why why we worry about what other people will think about what we're doing with our time is, you know, we could do whole episodes about that. I think one thing we need to start with, we need to understand and believe this truth. You have no control over what other people think of you or of what you do. You can control what you think of yourself, though. And that's some of what we're going to talk about today, about why we are allowing ourselves to feel guilty for simply taking a day off. I think sometimes we subconsciously believe that we're only worthy based on the things we do. And we've talked about this in recent episodes in the past, that what what we do is separate from who we are and from our value. We feel like we're being lazy if we take a night off to just watch TV or hang out with our family or or you know, go for a walk, or or do something that is quote unproductive, and I I find find myself thinking that, and and here's the question I have to ask myself: How could it be defined as lazy for a person who works a long day at her job or her business or caring for her family to not be doing something so called productive every single night? as well as what we do during the day. Why, why do we feel that's lazy if we take a night off? 
we seem to think we always have to be doing something productive, either working or working out or improving our minds or something of value. Even our leisure time these days is overscheduled and programmed and, you know, down to the max. We were taking classes and courses and hiring trainers and, you know, we, we program everything in every moment to be productive. And this... <laughs> To me, this has created a, this environment where, like I said, we feel like we have to apologize for simply taking a night off or a day off or a weekend off. So I wanted to talk a little bit about that. I think it comes from, first of all, a misconception about what productivity is. We think we're only productive when we're working on something, some project or you know, either our day job or some project uh, to improve our homes or improve our minds or improve something. I don't know. I, I don't know whether that's because, again, we're worried about other people's perceptions of what we're doing with our time and our energy or how much of it is we're afraid of missing an opportunity. I, I've, we've had conversations recently in Productive Woman Mastermind Groups about this inclination some of us have to sign up for every course that comes along, the online courses of how to do this or how to improve that, because we feel like, oh, that's such a great opportunity to learn and become a better person. Uh, and we we feel like we're going to miss out if we don't sign up for it. And then we feel guilty because we can't keep up with doing them all. So if this comes from this idea that we're only being productive when we're working on something purposeful, maybe we need to take a step back and think about what does it mean to be productive? And we've talked about this on and off throughout the episodes of, of The Productive Woman, um, and and I, I guess I want to reiterate that. I feel like I need to, both for my sake and for for those of you who are listening, who are feeling that same guilt over taking a night off. When we talk about being productive, being a productive woman or a productive man, about productivity, it's not about getting more stuff done. It's not about always checking things off the to-do list and always making our to-do list longer and longer and taking on more projects. That's not what productivity is about. Remember the definition that we use on this show for productivity is the productive woman is the woman who orders her life in such a way as to maximize her positive impact on the world around her. And that's whether it's the world at large or the world within the four walls of your home. That's how we define being productive. Productivity is about making a life that matters. It's not about doing more and more and more stuff. It's not even making a life that matters isn't about racking up achievements and crossing off to-dos and completing projects. Fun and relaxation are part of a meaningfully productive life. A life that matters incorporates all of those kinds of things. And not ju- it's not measured by the money we earn or the awards we've won or the projects we've completed. I, I think there's such a misconception, and I'm, I'm just as guilty as anybody else, uh, about this idea that we have this obligation to produce in order to earn our spot 
on the planet. And that's simply not true. And as a result of these this, these misconceptions about what it means to be productive and what it means to, you know, to have a right to be here, I guess, we just keep adding more and more stuff to our to-do list and we keep adding more and more appointments to our calendar and we continue to feel guilty when we say, I, that's enough, I'm taking a night off, I'm not doing any of that stuff, I'm going to sit in the backyard and watch the fireflies or I'm going to lie on the couch and watch you know, Gilmore Girls or, or whatever it is we want to watch on Netflix. We mistake busyness for productivity. We think if we are not busy doing something that has some sort of value that we are not being productive. And that's, I just think that's wrong. And there's a price that comes with being that busy all the time. Number one, I guess, is exhaustion. You know, we just wear ourselves out. Burnout is a, a, a price of being busy all the time, of never taking time off, never giving ourselves a break. And I, this was interesting to me as I was putting this together, I, you know, as I do, I look up the meaning of words. And burnout is defined in, by one online dictionary as physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress. And that that should bring you to a pause for a moment. Overwork, constant stress lead to burnout, which is a physical or mental collapse. And uh, I got to tell you, I've been close recently, and I'm guessing maybe some of you have been too. One article on psychologytoday.com, an article called The Telltale Signs of Burnout, and I will have a link to this in the show notes. I encourage you to read it. That article says, burnout is a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism and detachment, and feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. If that sounds familiar to you, if any of that sounds familiar to you, then, you know, you and I are maybe in the same place and we, we need to be thinking about this. Some of the symptoms of burnout that this article highlights are chronic fatigue, insomnia, forgetfulness or impaired concentration and attention, actual physical symptoms like chest pain, heart palpitations and others, increased illness because our body is just worn out and has no defenses against illness, Uh, loss of appetite, anxiety, depression, loss of enjoyment, pessimism, isolation, detachment, which I thought was kind of interesting, Um, feelings of apathy and hopelessness, increased irritability, and lack of productivity and poor performance. Now, isn't that interesting? We fill up our schedules, we fill up our to-do lists in this determination to be productive, and we get the exact opposite result if we don't ever give ourselves time off. That disconnection, that detachment, I thought was interesting. We, when we're always busy, always working, always doing, we become disconnected from the people that we care about because we don't have time for them. We're doing for them, so we don't really have time to spend with them, right? 
And we become disconnected from ourselves, from who we really are as human beings. The price of always being busy is a dissatisfaction with our lives and resentment of it all and a lack of perspective about what really matters. When you're down, head down, always working, eventually you, you lose track of why you're doing it all. Our bodies and our minds are designed to need time off. It's absolutely necessary that we take care of ourselves if we're going to maximize our positive impact on the world. And that's what is truly productive when we are able to maximize our positive impact on the world and time off and rest and relaxation and fun are necessary to that kind of productivity. So what are some of the benefits of taking a break, of, a, of allowing yourself time off to rest and just have fun and, and just do nothing but sort of let yourself restore you know, your body and your mind to restore. We're going to have better health, both physically and emotionally and psychologically. We're going to have a better perspective on what matters and what we really actually want out of life. And we're going to have more creativity. I'm not going to go into that because I I don't want this to be a terribly long episode because uh, I want you to go rest and have some fun. Um, but, but there's lots of science behind the fact that when we, that taking time off and doing something fun and laughing or just relaxing helps our minds r- restore and recreate and become more creative. There was a great article called the called Eight Health Benefits of Having Fun. And I'll, again, link to that in the show notes. Um, And that article listed reduced stress, increased serotonin levels. And serotonin is the chemical that regulates some really important body processes like our sleep patterns, our memory, our body temperature, and our mood. So having fun, laughing, relaxing, doing something we enjoy increases the levels of serotonin, which helps our body regulate these kinds of things that are important. Uh, Another benefit, health benefit of having fun that this article quoted was uh, an improved ability to cope. And, you know, I I know that's true. I, I had situations last week where I'd gotten very little sleep and had worked really hard. And when my, uh, the software on my computer at the office wasn't working right. I just had nothing left to cope with it. It just about sent me over the edge. And so, you know, this is a perfect example of what happens when you don't allow yourself to rest and have any fun. Uh, Boosted energy, uh, uh, improved memory and concentration, an improved connection with others, and sounder sleep. Those are just some more of the the health benefits, uh, not just the you know general benefits, but actual physical, physical and physiological health benefits of having fun and of giving ourselves time off to have fun and have uh, uh, you know take a break uh, to rest. And so here's some questions to ponder uh, as I was thinking about this, and and I don't have the answers to this because these are going to be very, very personal uh, questions to ponder as you consider whether and how you can allow yourself and give yourself permission to take a break, take some time off, you know, plan to have time off. And so question for you is what does it mean to you to be productive? Um, 
you know, as you're thinking about that, if you're feeling guilty for taking time off, why is that? What, how have you in your mind defined being a productive person? Why is it important to you to be productive? And what if wasting time was good for your mental health and balance? This comes from an article I'm going to talk about here in just a minute um, called Five Ways to Make Time for Yourself. Uh, And the fact is, wasting time, and I'm using air quotes there, is good for your mental health and for your emotional balance. But think about that and uh, consider whether you can make it a priority. So what are some of the things to... um, that we can do to get past that guilt of taking time off, of having fun, uh, and just enjoy ourselves. And there were a couple of articles that I read, um, two or three actually, that I thought were really good. And I'm not going to read the whole article to you, but I will put the link in the show notes. I encourage you to check those out if you need some encouragement to make this a priority for yourself. The first article is is called How to Enjoy Me Time Without Feeling Guilty. And the article goes into more depth, but I just want to share the tips and just plant some seeds for you to be thinking about, because these are some things that I'm going to be thinking about. Um, The first step in this article is to acknowledge any feelings of guilt when they pop up. Just acknowledge, yep, I'm feeling guilty about this. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Um, Number two is learn from the emotion. What action could you take so you could move on past that guilt uh, number three is to know that repeated guilty feelings are not don't help anybody. They're not helping you. They're not helping the people you care about. So just feeling guilt and having it affect your life is not helping anybody. So number four on the list from this article is to take action and then let the guilt go. If there's something you feel like you need to do, then do it and then let guilt go. Number five is... Um, Make sure that me time really is important to you right now. And if it's not, ditch it and move on. But most of the women I think who listen to this show, uh, we share some things in common, this desire to really make meaningful lives. And we can get lost in the the idea that that to make a meaningful life, we have to you know, accomplish a lot of things. And that's where this guilt can come from. Um, Number six in this article is to make time for, for that me time, for, do, for taking time off, for giving a break, by cutting out the unimportant things that you're doing. And only you can decide what those things are. Uh, number seven is to take time to eliminate distractions so you can focus. And number eight is to know that you deserve me time because it is your life after all. And I, I thought that was kind of a good point that we, we, we aren't valued by what we accomplish. We as human beings have both a right and really I think and it's an imperative to take care of ourselves by taking a break and giving ourselves some times off. Some um, great suggestions from this article that I mentioned a minute ago, five ways to make time for yourself without feeling guilty about it. I I love the title and the article is very good. Um, And so the five ways that this author 
suggest is, first of all, to think of downtime as an investment. And that's really important. I mean, again, the article goes into more depth than this, but I, I encourage you to read it. But think about that. It is an investment in our mental and physical and psychological and emotional health to have downtime that is not spoken for by some project. Uh, number two from this article is to let go of the to-do list for a week. And I read that and I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. How can I, how could I even function? But read the article and see what they're saying about that. Uh, number three is to make a conscious effort to block a day off with nothing on your schedule. Imagine what that would be like to have a whole day where you have no appointments, no commitments, just a day to enjoy being alive and doing something fun. Number four in this article is to take pride in what you've completed. We tend to, as we've talked about this before, uh, beat up on ourselves for what we don't do and not give ourselves credit for what we do accomplish. And part of getting past the guilt of taking time off is to to give ourselves credit for a pat on the back for the things that we actually do do all day. And the the fifth suggestion from this article was to let go. And, and this writer suggests hanging around with small kids or adults who haven't grown up yet to learn how to have fun. If Some of us need to do that again, uh, that we're, we don't remember what it's like to just let go and do something fun just for the sake of fun and not, not for you know, some sort of self-improvement goal. So I thought those were really good. And finally, I wanted to share some great suggestions from an article by Guy Kawasaki. And some of you will know who he is. He's kind of well-known in productivity circles. Uh, an article that has been quoted many, many times called Let's Stop the Glorification of Busy. Highly recommend this article. Link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. Um, and there are a number of things in there, but the ones I wanted to highlight from Guy's article were first to redefine success. And he talks about how we define success in life by... Um, certain metrics. Usually it has to do with money and power, and that leads to burnout. And so uh, by setting aside this glorification of busyness, of always being busy, and I've tried to put get that word out of my vocabulary, it's hard. I've tried to say instead, my schedule is very full, or I have had, I'm in a very full season of life, because I am grateful for the opportunities that I have. But um, I try not to think of it as busy, as, as a badge of honor, which is what our culture kind of does these days. But to set that aside and, and avoid burnout, nurture your well-being is something that um, Guy Kawasaki says in this article. And that's what we've been talking about in this episode, uh, to... to look after our health and our well-being in all the various ways that we need to do. He talks about getting lots of, uh, you know, sufficient sleep and how important that is. Um, he talks about, he suggests taking what he calls a digital detox. And, and others have talked about that as well. Take, you know, having a day where you stay away from social media, turn off your phone, turn off your iPad, turn off your computer and do something else preferably, you know, if you can, get out into nature. There's lots of science about how being out in nature um, 
lets our brain work in a different way and lets it rest in a way that it very much needs to. And I think I've talked about this in a previous episode um, and in reference to the book, The Organized Mind, um, some quotes from there where he talks about the effect on our brains, on our physical brains, of the constant onslaught of information and input. And so there's something really valuable to be gained from turning that off periodically, getting away from it, and getting outside to let our brains rest, literally physically rest from dealing with all those inputs. Um, Kawasaki's article also echoes something we talked about from one of the other articles, which is to act like a child. You know, they know how to have fun and just be completely absorbed in the fun that they're having, and we can learn a lesson from them. He also encourages us to find solitude, and that can be a challenge in a, a household of other people and with the noise and the commitments of our life, but there is great value in having that time alone and being, I, I don't know, just listening to our own minds and having time to think without interruption and to just kind of rest and you know, reconnect with who we are. So there's some great suggestions in that article, and I do encourage you when you have time to have a look at those. Those are my thoughts um, on this issue of uh, feeling guilty about having fun and taking time for yourself. It seems to be an epidemic these days. Like I said, it's something that I had been feeling, and then I maybe because I'm feeling it, I noticed it when it came up in various other conversations. It just seems to be coming up a lot that we are trying to be productive, trying to accomplish things that matter, and we're defining that in such a way that it seems like we're doing something wrong if we take take time off. And I would say, no. We need to do that. It's important for the reasons we've talked about here. And I'd encourage you to to find some time for yourself uh, to just relax and enjoy life without feeling guilty about what you're not doing at that time. So what do you think? What do you like to do for fun and relaxation? I asked that question in the Productive Woman Facebook group, the community group, and people threw out some fabulous ideas, fun ideas that uh, really made me smile to see the kinds of things they like to do. What do you like to do for fun? And when's the last time you did it? You know, that's the question. We can, If we start thinking about it, we can remember what we like to do for fun. But how often do we make time to do it? When's the last time you just took some time off for no productive, and I'm using air quotes again, no productive purpose, because we know that that time, that rest time, is very productive in the sense of allowing our bodies and our minds to restore themselves so that we can move forward in a positive way and maximize our positive impact on the world around us. I would love to hear your thoughts on this subject. I'd love to hear what it is you like to do for fun and relaxation and when's the last time you did it and when are you going to do it next? Uh, You can share your thoughts on this in the comment section of the show notes. You'll find those at theproductivewoman.com slash 117. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page or even better in the community in the Facebook group 
uh, fun conversations going on there. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. Uh, If you enjoyed this episode or others, if I could ask just a small favor, consider sharing the podcast with a friend of yours. Help me spread the word and, and grow the community here. Tell your friends who maybe would enjoy this episode or others. Share this episode or any other that you like on your own social media channels using the social sharing buttons that you find right there on the website. Uh, And also, if you haven't already done so, I would love it if you'd leave a review in iTunes or Stitcher, whatever you use to listen to the show. I I really appreciate the feedback, and it uh, sends a message to the powers that be at iTunes and various places that this show is worthwhile. And last reminder, again, if you're thinking about joining one of the paid masterminds, let me hear from you soon. The new groups won't start until right after the first of the year, but we're going to put those together so that we will know who's in what group before the Christmas and Hanukkah holidays come. So uh, don't don't wait too long. I'd love to have you be part of the group and start the new year strong with a productive woman mastermind. The spaces are very limited, so don't wait. Visit the Work With Me page on the website. You find that at theproductivewoman.com slash mastermind. And that's where you find the link to the online application. You can email me, as always, at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd be happy to answer your questions. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you know how much I appreciate you, uh, how grateful I am to have you as a part of my life and to let me be a part of yours. I hope you found something in this episode that was helpful to you. And I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.